For GateWorld.net, I'm David Reed, and I'm here with Mr. Peter Williams. Well, I'm the same. Baddest badass <laughs> in the galaxy. It's been said. <laughs> it's been said, then they kill me dead. <laughs> and then resurrect you again and again. You were the first villain for uh, Stargate SG-1. That's um, right. To follow up uh, Jay Davidson's performance as Ra in yes. the... Uh, in uh, the feature film Stargate. Amanda Tapping has said um, you are her favorite bad guy because you were the first. Oh, right. Um, right. After 13 years of Stargate franchise being on the air, how does this character strike you now? (laughs) Apophis. Well, he doesn't strike me so much as he gets struck. (laughs) As anyone who's seen the latest incarnation would uh, would attest to. Yes, and sliced trying to avoid all the spoilers, but that's cryptic. Um, First of all, Apophis, um, when I I, I first got the part Apophis in in Children of the Gods, I I had the image of J. Davidson's character Ra in the movie in my head, and um, I was a fan. Oh, you were? I was a fan of the movie, and I I sincerely doubted whether they could recreate... uh, Stargate for the, for the for the small screen, but it was a gig, and I was lucky enough to get cast in this part. And um, ten years later, thirteen years later, I'm eating my words. You know, I um, mm. the doubt faded long time ago, and mm-hmm. um, I'm convinced as to the staying power of the Stargate franchise. What were your impressions of Children of the Gods as a script when you first read it? Did you did you feel that it, it properly emulated Stargate as like a as like a Stargate Part Two, or were you kind of like, let's see if this works? I thought it did properly emulate Stargate Part 2. In fact, Children of the Gods remains one of my favorite episodes um, for reasons that um, the fandom will already know because I've said many times on the convention circuit that um, working with Share <coughs> yes, one, one of the highlights of my... Oh, my, my, that's uh, right, the nude scene. Of my career, correct. Oh man! <laughs> Do you know they're um, they're reshooting, they're, they they're sure re-editing are. that um, that uh, that uh, two-part episode. Did you? Did uh, Did Brad contact you? Let yes, you know, I, I've been I've been I've been into the studio to do some uh, voiceover. Really? Work, yeah, to clean it up. Uh, you know, it, uh, I think pretty much everyone who was in it, I think, is doing that, and. Um, they have uh, they have said that the finished product is going to be a lot crisper, a lot cleaner, a lot clearer, and losing one of those yes. scenes we're talking about. Yes. So it might um, it might hold up as a as a DVD movie. Right. Yeah. yeah Fo- I know Fox is very interested. Yeah. Now, um, uh, the, the the film is also they're also going to trim a lot, according to Brad. They said that uh, a lot of a lot of dialogue well, was awkward. <laughs> It makes me nervous because they tend to like to trim the bad guys. <laughs> no, no. No, it's all good. I already had to trim for that part. You know, I had dreadlocks down to my shoulders when really? I got the part, and I had to shave them all off to, oh, wear, to, wear, that, um, to wear the headdress. Okay, wow. And so. I, I know in the end of season eight, I mean, you, you had... You were out here with, was, with hair, you know. Yeah. Chronicles of Riddick was about yeah, that same yeah, time, you know. Yeah. And I think they gave you like a Tin Man cap to hide it all. Well, they 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 build everything as a couple sizes bigger, and then they they um they used what what is it pomade or so or, uh, brill cream or something to flatten my hair, you know the stuff Christopher Judge wears. <laughs> Just kidding, Chris. 
Um, and you know they flattened it down and then they stuck the plastic cap over and um, away we went. Mm -hmm. But um, anybody with a keen eye will notice that Apophis's head was slightly larger in those episodes. That's right. That's because of all the hair. They kept on bringing you back for, I mean, even though yeah, you were dead once in season two, the biggest villain of the show actually dies, you know, and gets sent to Sokar, pardon the pun. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, they, I mean, then you were obviously resurrected. Did you Sokar resurrected him to torture him. To torture him Which and is what kill him again and again. With one's dead foes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that that added a dynamic to the character that, like, did you expect that, that direction? With I didn't Jalinar's expect memories and I the didn't expect it, and, really? uh, but I but I, I liked it script wise, uh -huh. but I didn't particularly enjoy wearing those faceplates. Yes, I did not enjoy that, and I still can't. I find it hard to look at those um, those images from that that uh, era of Stargate because oh. yes, I remind myself of one of those Borgs or something I've yeah, seen in seven something of nine. else. Yes, exactly. Jerry Ryan. They and, just switched um, the other eye. And two, I got you know I got a good looking face. I didn't want to really uh, cover it all up. <laughs> not, not to mention the fact that that was extremely excruciatingly painful to wear. Not painful, but uncomfortable. They glued on. It was glued on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they had a guy who won Emmys for his uh, his makeup, uh, putting it on my face. So you, you should know, have won an award for patience. I should have won an award for most time spent in makeup. <laughs> 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 Although I'm sure I've been surpassed because uh, you know wow. Stargate was heavy on the makeup for a lot of characters. Chris Judge wrote the Changeling in season six, yes, and did he personally did he uh, did he want you back for that, or did they say you know Chris you should throw in a popper? Was that something. his idea? Chris is Chris is the epitome of the gentle giant, and he's a he gentleman is. as well, an despite angel. what we all know about his antics and flatulence he, and his flatulence. <laughs> and he'll, he'll forgive me for saying that. Chris has one of the biggest hearts around, yes. and I think Chris deliberately put me in that episode. Yeah. Do me a favor, and I yeah. have forever grateful. Yeah, they kept on bringing that you back. Kept on bringing me back. Were you surprised every year when they would do that? Because it was, I mean, like you know, it's eight out of ten seasons. Chris you were wrote there. more episodes after the Changeling and didn't bring me back. That surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say about lightning and striking twice. Yes, I know, I know. Well, but I mean, and now Stargate Continuum, which lightning was just did released. strike twice at the uh, at the Olympics this weekend. By the way, I'm oh. Aiken and lightning bolt broke the world record in the hundred and the two hundred and. Helped break the world record in the men's 4x100 relay. So lightning struck three times in Beijing this weekend. Very cool. And I can't not mention that because we're going to be talking about that one for decades. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Do you follow a lot of sports? I do follow sports. I'm uh, primarily a football fan, and that is soccer. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to the folks around the world. And I like a lot of sports. In fact, I'll watch Tiger Woods play golf anytime. I'll, uh, I'll f I follow tennis, the major tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, uh, track and field is huge in Jamaica, where I mm -hmm. come from. And I also like a little-known sport called cricket. Cricket's good. <laughs> yes, that's well, right. It's a, it's a thinking man's game. <laughs> Speaking of Aussie land. Anyway. Ah. Aussie, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't mention Aussies because they rule the world in cricket right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Season eight, you came back in Mobius, obviously, which, yes. we, which we talked about. And when they, yeah. were you, would you, were you continually surprised when they bring you, when they would bring you back, or did it just get to a point like, well, it's about time for them to bring me back, and I don't know how they do it, but it's about they're going to yep. do it, but it's about time. You know how it would work? You'd get a rumor. The casting director would call and uh, um, request details as to the actor's availability. Uh huh. Well, anyone who knows actors, we're always available. 
always, just take it as read. We're always available. So you'd get that rumor, they're inquiring as to your availability. And the minute you hear that, you know something's up. There's exactly. a script coming down. And I wasn't so much as surprised as I was elated. Oh, really? Elated. Really? You really Crazy. loved that character? I, well, I love the character, and I love the remuneration and it brings, and it, it also keeps me going on the convention circuit, which <laughs> is really good for those stamps in my passport. Right. The only thing that scared me was, are they going to want me to cut off all my hair again? Yeah. And they were good about it. They worked around it, because I was usually doing something else that needed the hair. And, right. And, um, you know, yeah. I'm a well-known hair actor. <sighs> David Palfi, as Anubis, he always said that no hair worked has worked in his advantage. It has worked in his advantage, and it's a damn good thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Love you, David. <laughs> and, I mean, and, I mean, season 9 and 10 was the Ori arc. Obviously, the gold were reassigned. Yes. Um, and then they brought you back again for Continuum. And it's just this little bitty scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, but you know what... I, 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 I spent a few sleepless nights on that scene. Um, those of you who have seen it will understand why. I came back to do that little um, vignette. I will call it a cameo, although I don't think um, I don't think that's the strict title of the you know categorization of the of the of the, of the role. Uh -huh. But I'll call it a cameo or a vignette, and um, and I'll say that I was very happy to do it. Very uh -huh. happy to do it. Just to maintain my connection to the Stargate franchise. Yeah. That day, um, it had been a couple of years since I had seen Brad Wright, Richard Dean, Amanda Tapping. Uh, you know, I see Christopher Judge every now and again at uh, auditions, and um, Michael Shanks once in a while here and there, but I don't see the, the cast and crew that often mm -hmm. anymore. And, and mass. Yeah, on mass, exactly. Yeah. And they were all there. For I know. All, all the there. system lords. Yes, exactly. So it was fantastic. It was a homecoming. Yeah, and, and Ball was a completely different generation of gold than you. By the time that you were dead, like the well, character permanently who's dead. Well, who's well? <laughs> exactly. It was like no, ten episodes later they introduced yes. him. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> How was your first experience working with Cliff? You know, uh, the other gold. First of all, I didn't know what a star Cliff was until I got onto the convention circuit afterwards, and now I'm realizing not only was that guy a star in stage and screen, but he was an fashion model beforehand. That's which right. Is, Mr. Is, South Africa. Yes, the first. exactly. Right. Which is something he and I share in common. And, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I did that too before I got into acting. And, and um, I don't think he and I have talked about it, but um, actually I probably won't bring it up because he's got this photograph of him with his shirt off and there's no <laughs> way I can compete with that. But... Um, <laughs> No, Cliff, Cliff is a gentleman as well, and I was okay. glad to meet him, and I'm glad to travel mm -hmm. with him on a couple of occasions now. Mm -hmm. Great. Awesome. Um, but I hope he gets killed, and they bring back Apophis to kill him. <laughs> Can I say that? You, you heard it here first, Gate World. Do you think we'll see Apophis again one day? I'm absolutely certain of it. Really? If not on the television screen, certainly in 2036 or whenever it is, because they named the asteroid after Apophis. Are you aware of that? No, I was not. There's this asteroid that's circling Earth. You go and Google asteroid Apophis. The guys who discovered this asteroid are Stargate fans. You're kidding! After Apophis. That is awesome! It swings by Earth in 2026 or something like that, at which point it's so close that it's going to be, its trajectory is going to be altered by the gravitational pull of the Earth. Oh, it's a boy Meaning burn. that it may hit on its, its next pass around Earth. 
which I think is scheduled for 2039 or something like that. So Apophis could yet <laughs> conquer this planet. <laughs> you heard it here. And it's true. Wow. Google it. Asteroid Apophis. That's a news story right there. <laughs> Apophis It's more than a news story. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Wow, that's, that's and they were Stargate fans. They were Stargate fans, and they named it Apophis. Not Anubis, not Baal, but that's Apophis. Right. That's right. Sweet. This is not your first GateCon. You've been doing GateCon for several years now. What is it about this particular event that that uh, that keeps you coming back? I think the main thing about this event is it's in the hometown of Vancouver, so it's close by. Um, it brings people here from all over the world, many of whom I've met in various places around the world. Um, it's uh, it's fun to do. It's just strictly fun to do. Or do GateCon wherever it was held. What about the fans? How do they react to you? And, and you know, the, this role is, is cherished by many, you know? How do you it receive is. that? It is. I love it. Um, and um, look, Never find it annoying? I wouldn't say never, but rarely. Absolutely yeah. rarely. Rarely. Yeah. I, trust me, science fiction fans have opened my eyes. Really? They really, really have. It's a place where there is a, uh, there is a distinct lack of judgment of other people. So you can, you can be who you are in a science fiction crowd. And I'm not, it's not just Stargate fans. It's science fiction fans in mm -hmm. general. Lack of judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 you can be who you are. Lack of criticism. La yeah. Well, no, there's a lot of criticism. Some people criticize. Some oh, you like the critics, role of the character differently. But judgments on who you are as a person. That, yes, that's that, what I mean. That's what I like about sci-fi fans. And they've taught me a lot. Sweet. Interpersonal relationships. I've become friends with a lot of fans who are they're always they're always um, impressed for some reason that we talk to them, you know, or, or even call them as friends, you know. Yeah. But they're by and large, most of the fans have been considerate and respectful and friendly. That's why you keep coming back. That's what, really why I keep coming back and going to far flung places. Yeah. How did you prepare yourself to play a god? <laughs> How did you bring that to the well, screen? You know, I, I mean, obviously you're a fan of Stargate. So I'm a fan of Ra Stargate. Was a template. I came in with a big ego, so that's that. And I think that's one of the prerequisites for feeling like you're a god. <laughs> and then they, um, you know, then they give me a nice big trailer, the and then they start trailer. calling me God. <laughs> then, anyway, you know. I have um, eyes on God. He's approaching he, the set. Well, you know what? He's a false god. Yeah. So it's easy. Uh, Mario Azapardi, who directed Ch Children of the Gods, had me um, analyze people with uh, delusions of grandeur, people like Mussolini. He had me look at those people and try and find what it is amongst people who think that they are greater than. So it was, it was one of, that was one of the preparations I did. Does Apophis, the role, ever influence your audition process? Like, oh, here comes Apophis. You know, do you ever feel yourself typecast as a sci-fi actor? I mean, I loved you in Chronicles of yeah, Riddick, even though yeah. it was way too short and you were incinerated. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you ever encounter that? Actually, Chronicles of Riddick was long. I was in there for a good half an hour, but I didn't get to say very much. That's right. You know, as yeah. soon as I say, like, yeah. like tons of Vancouverites yeah, make little, yeah, little, little yeah, appearances, yeah. and then it's like Peter Williams. Yeah, yeah. And it's still Peter Williams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but he gets burned up. Yeah, exactly. I know. Uh, and I was, I think I was the second to last one, or the last one. Yeah. To go. So I thought, hey, I'm going to make it into this franchise, <laughs> which never. 
came to be, but um, still a good run. Still, still got to play run. with Vin. Play with Vin, yeah. That, you know, and make sure you those those of you who are watching Chronicles of Riddick, if you don't know that who, who you're looking at, if you don't see me in in there immediately, I'm the guy behind Vin's bicep in the seat. You know, always the guy behind Vin's bicep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What are you currently working on, Peter? What's what's in the life of Peter Williams in 2008? Right about now, I am in the process of um, promoting a movie that I did two years ago in Toronto called A Winter Tale. Winter Tale? Yes. I, it, I have the central character in this movie, and it's uh, set against the backdrop of some, uh, some gun violence that's happening in Toronto at this point in the Caribbean community. And I play a social worker who tries to make a difference in this community. It's a really good part, and the film turned out extremely well, and it's um, sort of raised my cachet amongst Caribbean audiences. And yeah. we, in fact, did a tour of the Caribbean. We went to Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, and Antigua. And I've been spending a lot of time in Antigua since then. I'm in love with a girl down there, and I'm ah. very happy. A lot, of, a lot of good things happening in my life. Good. That's great. So I also um, have just done an episode of a movie of a, of a TV series here in Canada called The Kink in My Hair, which is a, which is a, a comedy set in a in a in a ladies' um, uh, hairdressing salon. Oh no! And I play the ex-boyfriend of uh, the um, the owner of the salon. So you know, I've got stuff happening. Sweet. That's fantastic. Looking forward to the uh, the next Stargate DVD movie, if there is one. There, Brad sure is writing it right now. Okay, good. He sure is. Where is Brad? You know, I invited him this weekend, and he's not here. Well, you know what? I happen to know Brad looks at Gate World. So, Brad, if you're watching this, Apophis is the number one baddie. The asteroid's going around the Earth. You don't want bad karma. Put me in. <laughs> I said it. <laughs>